Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 196. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This will probably be the last week where we are not on a normal interview slash storytelling episode schedule. Yeah, the goal is for us to get back to being completely normal. As you can imagine, things just keep popping up and it just keeps setting us back and it's annoying to us. Hopefully it's not super annoying to you, but we do have an interesting topic for today. Yeah. And I think it's something a lot of conversations that you are probably having with yourself about if I'm going to the parks right now, what are my expectations or what am I hoping to get out of it? And even that question, Catherine, and I have a disagreement on because you think that we should not have any expectations at all. And I see where you're coming from, but I'm also viewing it as if I'm going I want to get something out of it rather than just an Instagram picture or something dumb. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. I think my problem with the word expectations is just that a lot of times whenever we have had expectations and just in general in life, I feel like you're it's very easy to be let down. And I think especially with just this being like an unknown situation, it's unknown territory. We don't really know how things are going to work, how the crowd levels are going to be. I just hate to say like, this is what I expect from the park, because if I don't get that, then I'll be let down. And I don't want to feel that way. I think when I say like, what do I expect to get from the park? The only thing that I'm really willing to say that I expect right now is just being there, like just the joy of being there and seeing the castle, seeing the tree of life, seeing, you know, whatever landmark it is that I'm trying to see. Like, I feel like that's the only thing I can really go into it expecting. I can expect to be hot because it's going to be July, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that being my expectation. And obviously that's not going to be our entire conversation because that's like two minutes worth. But I feel like just to, to kind of protect myself, to guard myself in this experience of going A, for the first time in a very long time after well, being away from the parks and B, going as locals. I just think that that's something that I don't want to look back and be like, man, like I really wanted to do fill in the blank and I didn't get to, you know, I don't know. So there's so much to unpack there. I do think it's worth noting. We are very blessed and very fortunate. We were some of the last people in the parks before they shut down. We were there the week before it shut down. So we're not as starved as many other people are. That's true. So I think it's just fair to put that out front. Um, one thing that we wanted to mention before this conversation really gets rolling, because I do think we may have some disagreements or view things differently in this aspect is I wouldn't even call it a give it away, but we have an extra Disney mug in our collection. It's a duplicate. 
it was we bought it in Disney Springs last week before we closed on our house. And then our realtor gifted it to us. So instead of returning it back to Disney Springs, we want to give it to one of you. And the only kicker is, don't know if you've seen these. They're like the alphabet collection. So each letter represents something in the parks. So like I have B and it is Big Thunder Mountain. Big, Big Thunder Mountain. So we have two K's and they're Kilimanjaro safaris. They're really, really cool. Mm-hmm. If you have first or last name K or know somebody first or last name K that would enjoy that mug, first person to DM us on Instagram gets the mug. We'll ship it to you. Yeah. Just because A, Disney Springs probably doesn't want to take anything back. And B, why not just share some Disney love? Can you think of any other good K's of what it could have been? No, I think they nailed it. Alley River Rapids. Yeah, but when you compare that to Kilimanjaro, I mean, that's the obvious choice. I like that B is Big Thunder Mountain. But on the other hand, I... For some reason, I had in my mind, head that it was going to be Barnstormer. And oh, I my thought that goodness. was going to look cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. So, any Ks out there, shoot us a message. Calling all Ks. And it's yours. It's really weird. We tried to think, like, in our, in our little network, we couldn't think of very many Ks of people who would appreciate it. But if you were listening to this, I'm sure you will appreciate it. So... Going back to your kind of explanation of why you don't like to put expectations on it. I do think our current situation plays into this quite a bit because we moved down here. We can say any reason in the world, but we moved here for Disney World. Yeah. Whenever people ask us, like people who come work on our house or neighbors or new co-workers, we always just say something cliche like, oh, we just needed more palm trees. But deep down, anyone know who is listening and knows us knows that we moved here strictly for Disney. And we knew when we before we, you know, got I think we were under contract before this all this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because in March mm-hmm. when it shut down. That's when we came and scouted out this neighborhood. So we knew what we were getting ourselves into by moving down here during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. We knew that it was going to be a different experience and also a delayed experience. So we are really itching to get there, especially since we've been on property. Three or four times. Three or four times in the past week since we've been here. We've been to Disney Springs three times. And, you know, it, it is... That's what you're hoping for is you hope to pull into the Hollywood Studios parking lot instead of driving past to go to Disney Springs. Funny story. My sister accidentally gave us wrong directions and we were on our way to turn into the Hollywood Studios parking lot. It was really embarrassing. Of course, they have it all blocked off and they just left one little road there for lost people like us who needed to turn around. So we tried unintentionally. Yeah. So all of this is to say, this is why we chose Orlando as a place that we wanted to move to. The other factor playing into this is that we did have active annual passes that expired at the end of May. We got the extension. We now have until September to decide if we want to renew. 
If it was, if we were not active right now, I probably would not renew or buy. Well, you can't buy an annual pass right now. Yeah. But if we were spending the money strictly to do it, just based on everything that we know of what the park experience will be like, I would probably pass for now. I think we're in a really interesting situation where we have essentially two and a half months to figure out if this is something that we want to continue paying for, or do we take a break and go back once things get a little more back to normal? Yeah. And again, just with that unknown, I think that's why it's so hard to have expectations because here's a good example. We, and maybe this is just naive thinking on our part, you know, we tend to think like sunshines and rainbows. I guess that's just how we are. But we thought that it would be so easy for us to get opening day reservations for, you know, any of these parks. And it was not, we didn't. And, you know, that's just something that we're already having to start thinking about like, oh, wow, this is not going to be nearly as easy as we expected it to. And looking at like the calendar moving forward, a lot of the weekends are taken up, go figure, because that's when people have off of work. So just thinking about that too, I feel like also starts to just change the mindset on how we do Disney. Yeah. So we, I think we've both accepted it is going to be a completely different experience and it'll probably be a shell of the real experience. I hate to say that, but do you think that's fair? I think to a certain extent, I mean, you're just not going to get like that kind of personalized Disney experience, I guess, you know, with the characters and with all the other little things that they can do, because I think a lot of that is going to be limited. So really, I think when you think about this, what there is to offer right now when you go to the parks are the attractions, the food, and the non-tangible stuff like the music, the atmosphere, the conversations that you have. And I think that's the part that I am banking on. Like that is where we are going to find that this, this is the source of joy. Like that's what Disney has always been for us that when we have to make a tough life decision or you know, whatever it might be, or if it's just you need a little break, Disney has always played that role for us. And I think that's why I say the word expectation, because that's what I expect to still do for us. I want to be taken out of reality. I would like to say that you can forget about coronavirus, but I don't think it'll be possible. And I don't think you'll want it to be because you'll want to be, you want to be safe. safe. You'll want to be safe. Mm-hmm. But it's those non-tangible aspects of it of does this feel like main street with less people? Does it feel like, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I am. I think that's one of the things that I'm most curious about is just crowd levels because we've seen what the crowd levels are like in universal is I guess the best other example and it seems way down and I'm sure it fluctuates, but it seems way down. I'm interested to see 
since Disney hasn't really released like what the capacity is, just what that looks like. You know, is it going to feel like a ghost town? You know, I'm sure there's going to be some areas where there's more people than others. Are they going to try to limit that? You know what I mean? Like, would there ever be people saying, you know, Galaxy's Edge is max capacity? Come back later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And that's what we'll just have to figure out. But but I think for me. If the only offering really is food and attractions and you're missing that feeling of Disney that all of us know, but you can't explain. If it's missing that. It won't. It won't do anything for me, I don't think, because pound for pound, if you compare attractions to Universal I think Universal might win. Like meaning they have better? Yeah. I mean, I think if you just based on like we like thrill rides, based on the thrill rides that are offered at both, Universal might be, have a better option. Food, I think Disney wins hands down. But what I'm saying is that there are cheaper alternatives if Disney does not, if it if it really is an amusement park and not a theme park and a Disney park like we know it. Yeah. But do you think that's going to be the issue? I don't know. That's what I'm trying. That's that's my mindset going into this is. How much does this feel like Disney? I can tell you walking around Disney Springs so far, it still feels like Disney. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm 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 hopeful that it will check all of those boxes where you can sit on Main Street and people watch and people are just excited, just as excited to see the castle. And you hear wonderful conversations going on between families and memories being made. I hope that that still takes place. And Disney Springs, I think, has been a, a good precursor. But we even talked about the other night we went on. Uh, Saturday night. It was the most crowded it's been since we've been to Disney Springs. It was pretty good experience. We felt safe. But even then, we commented on like, it still feels off because it's not as crowded. You almost miss the crowds because that's part of the Disney experience. Yeah, I mean... You could definitely argue. I'm not I'm not mad about not having to wait in as many lines or having people like breathe down your neck and things like that. I don't think I would ever miss that. It's a different perspective to see it empty. But I think it's just like when you go to the parks early in the morning for like a breakfast and you walk down Main Street and it's less busy. Do you ever think, oh, man, I sure wish there were a million families right here obstructing my view. No. So, I mean, you could kind of look at it like that. Like maybe you're just at a special event, you know, you have a reservation for a special event and that's why it's empty or more empty. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see how this plays out. And I, and I, and I think it's worthwhile to have this conversation because I'm sure many of you at home are having the same conversation with yourself about what will I get out of this if I, Take the risk. It's a risk to go 
and the financial obligation to go like, am I getting what I want to out of Disney? And the next question that I have for you is, are you viewing each park differently? Are you looking for a different emotion or a different feeling out of each park? I will say, I'll share with you. We do not currently have a reservation for Epcot. We only have Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, and they're not on opening day. So we're going to be stuck on Instagram that day. Oh, all day. Yeah. Like refreshing YouTube to, to see the people who got to go and just, you know, watch it. Maybe we'll learn about how things work and, you know, that'll be a good benefit to us. But I think whenever you just talk about the parks in general, I think they all have a very different feel. So I would kind of expect that to be the same. I mean, I think when you go to Magic Kingdom, you expect that kind of nostalgic, we're home, like do all the classic type of things. Um, I feel like when you go to Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, you are kind of looking for a more thrilling day, a more like adventurous kind of uh, like what can we get ourselves into, especially at Hollywood Studios. That to me now is a huge wild card because you just don't know what you're going to get on or where you're going to spend a lot of time, you know, will you spend a lot of time in Toy Story land or, you know, in July? Probably not. Well, Slinky Dog is always at the top of my list, but, you know, it's just kind of a, a wild card on a where are all the other people going to rush to? That's a huge like mind game, I feel like. Um, and then, you know, just kind of where you go from there so Hollywood is very hard to pin down I feel like because we've already had the discussion Toy Story Mania is something we are not interested in at this point just we just don't want to have to touch the things that other people touch so if Toy Story Mania is out and I would imagine probably a lot of other people view it the same way between Slinky Rise and Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. Tower. And Tower. And Rock and Roller Coaster. See, I'm, I don't know if I want to do Rock and Roller Coaster because I don't want those bars all up near my face. You know, they have to come over your shoulders. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. So let's just stick to Slinky, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Rise. Rise. Maybe Smuggler's Run. Maybe. But there you got to touch buttons. How long are you willing to wait? Well, if you have all day, I don't know. I feel like everybody is going to get in line for Rise of the Resistance. That's like so many people are viewing this as their opportunity to do it. Well, see, even that was your first thing, too, is like, oh, as soon as we get in there, we got to go towards Rise. And I'm trying to play like the mind game, like, oh, no, that's what everyone's going to do. We should do something else first and like maybe let that die down. Not that it'll probably ever die down because people just keep getting back in line. But I don't know. The other thing is where we're at the loading requirements. Mm -hmm. How can you space people out in a two row car i guess you can do corners well and all the i don't want to spoil it just 
there's lots of places you have to go. So I don't, it is going to be hard. Hallways and rooms and lines. How are, how do you space people out in those situations? You have to have like X's on the floor, do you think? Probably. Like for, you know, this family stands here. Although we've already seen they could be doing something fun, like with the first order representatives and the stormtroopers, you, you know, to play hard into it of social distancing. Well, I think the stormtroopers are easy and their faces are already covered. But what are they going to do with all those cast members? They're going to be wearing masks. Yeah. See, I kind of hate that. I, like, I know it's so required, but I still, you know, if everyone's wearing a mask, like it's not as, you know, you don't feel like you're there. I don't know. You know what I mean? No. Not following you there. Oh, come on. I mean, what you would rather them not be wearing masks? No, I mean, I know they have to wear the mask, Brendan. You're missing the point. Okay. Maybe they'll all be stormtroopers. Maybe. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, so I think Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood's a big wild card. Magic Kingdom, I really don't. Like you said, that's about a feeling more where I don't care as much about the attractions there. And I think not that Magic Kingdom is super spread out by any means, but I think there's enough different types of rides where you can go into different areas. Like it's not like everyone's going to just run towards, you know, X attraction, you know, because there's nothing there i feel like that's just like to die for there's no rise of the resistance there some people might say seven dwarves well some people might but we wouldn't but we wouldn't and that's i guess that's a benefit for us i think the only i'm trying to think if there's anything in magic kingdom that we wouldn't want to do probably a space ranger spin for the same reason as we just don't want to touch things um Space Mountain, I don't know, because you have to like, we, you know, wedge your way into those little seats. I don't want to be like super, you know, I'm trying not to be like overthink it, but I am trying to think about it. But I love space so much. I know, but it'll still be there in a few months. Well, and that is something that we that's a conversation we've tried to have is we don't have to accomplish everything overnight. Mm-hmm. We will be here when things get back to normal. No matter how long that is, we will be here. Yep. Especially since you've already made it very clear you're never moving again. Oh, my gosh. Moving is the worst <laughs> activity known to mankind. <laughs> I Now I understand how moving companies can charge so much because people in that situation are willing to pay whatever it is necessary to get that done. I'm a little sad that we didn't make an Epcot reservation because I do think that is the easiest park to visit in this current time and to have a good time. I would probably agree with that. I also think, though, in just kind of looking at the calendars and things so far, that's one that always does seem to be open. Of course, Hollywood is always the first one to bite the dust. And Epcot, I also think... You know, I kind of mentioned earlier 
that weekends were getting taken pretty quickly. Epcot's another one that I think is really easy to just visit like at night in the evening to just kind of walk around, get like an after school snacky or something like that. You know, like to me, that one, you don't really have to have crazy plans. You know, you don't really have to think a lot through. You can just kind of show up and have a good time. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping we can get that soon. We wanted to make it a point that Magic Kingdom was the first park that we visited. Yes. And it is unless an annual pass preview mixes it up. But as far as just a normal day, Magic Kingdom will be the first one that we visit. And again, that one is there's so many attractions there. We'll be able to get on something. Yeah, we'll be able to have a Dole Whip. You know what you won't be able to have, Brendan? What? Columbia Harbor House. I know. But Columbia Harbor House was kind of getting on my bad side. Uh oh. Last couple times it was not hitting the spot like it used to. Those are fighting words, I feel like. So we're going to have to venture out and try something different. Was Pecos Bills open? Mm, I want to say yes. I believe it is. I want to say yes. Maybe Pecos Bills will be our new go to spot. Or I know you're a big fan of this place. Cosmic Rays. I Star- was going to say, don't even go there. Do not. I have a personal vendetta against them. Against Sunny Eclipse? Against the whole shebang. <laughs> I just have a personal. Don't. I don't like it. We don't have to share the story, but I can tell you it's a ridiculous reason. <laughs> Well, I feel like you might as well share it now. You were at what? Some kind of after hours party. You were at the Mickey's Not So Scary. Everything closed down early. Yeah, with my mom and my sister. Everything closed down early. So you were forced to eat at Cosmic Curry's and you did not like that you were forced to eat there. And I don't think I enjoyed my meal. You probably had chicken nuggets. And it was terrible, I guess. So all of our Sunny Eclipse fans are sad right now. Well, I'm sorry. But I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see if you had to guess right now, will we renew in September? I want to say yes. Mostly, I mean, we'll have to see how things go, but mostly just because I'm scared of what might happen if we don't like, I don't want to get to a point where we don't renew and then they're not letting, you know, new people get annual passes and then we miss out for a while and we are down here and that would just stink. I'm almost willing to just do it. And then that way, as soon as things do hopefully start to let up or do get back to a more normal, like at least we'll be ready to, to just go. You know, I mean, I understand you're the more like fiscally responsible person in this family. So you're thinking about it from that point of like, well, if we're not going to get our use out of it, why buy them? But I'm just like, oh, I'll just buy it. So I I'm leaning towards we will unless it was just crazy. And for some reason, like we just could not get a reservation you know, and we just could not go or make it work. Yeah. 
one last thing I want to say, maybe this is not a popular opinion. There have been so many blogs, so many podcasts, so many Instagram lives, so many everything with the title of should you visit Walt Disney World in 2020? I don't think anybody can answer that yet. I don't know how anybody would have enough information readily available to them to make that determination yet. I guess maybe the only group that I would feel comfortable saying that to is someone who's never been before. Well, and I think that's probably where it's coming from. People who like this is like a once in a lifetime trip. Maybe, you know, they were supposed to come this summer and it got canceled. So they're looking to reschedule, you know, a little later, you know, this, that, whatever else. Maybe if it's a family with young kids, you know, because if we think about just our niece, her favorite thing to do is meet characters like that's what she genuinely enjoys doing because she doesn't really care for rides. She doesn't care about food. I mean, she likes her food. Don't get me wrong, but like it's the characters. So I think when people say things like that, they're saying it from that standpoint, like just knowing that those things aren't going to be the same. The parades, you know, if if you had never been to a Disney park before, you would want those parades. I enjoy a good parade and I've been a million times. So, you know, I just think from that standpoint, I could see why people are saying like, just wait, like just come later. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the answer. Like, and that's not what I'm trying to debate. Like, I think that is the answer at the end of the day. So then what are you saying? Well, I'm just saying it's too early to say that. Let's wait a week while they're open and see what it looks like. Maybe they're going just above and beyond to give you the most magical experience you have ever had in your entire life. Maybe everybody gets to sleep an hour in the dream suite (laughs) while it's being sanitized in between. You know, like. Like you're saying you think Disney's got something up their sleeves. I'm not saying they do or they don't. I'm just saying they could. And so for that reason, I would say, let's hold off on making the determinations of it is or is not worth it. All we have to wait is like two more weeks. Then we'll know. Then we'll know. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I I see what you're saying. But I guess if you were itching and you had 24 hours to book a hotel reservation or not, I guess I would lean towards no. But you never know. We could look back on this time period in 20 years and be like, man, that coronavirus time was weird as heck and scary as heck. But man, it was fun to go to a Disney park at that time. That would be like what we take away. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess that's us being naive. Yep. Rainbows and sunshine over here. But I don't know. Hopefully... We at least resonated some of our scattered thoughts with you. But I think it's this was just a conversation, a conversation I wanted to have before things start opening back up, because from there, I think everything's just going to be on an individualistic basis of does it make sense for you and your family? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, I'm excited to see. How it goes those first couple of days, like if they if everything runs smoothly, if they have to change things because Disney seems to be 
changing things all the time, like everybody else. So that'll be interesting because, you know, we don't get to go until the next. It's not a whole week. It's a few days. We go the 15th. Okay, the 15th. So four days after the first day. So I guess we'll see if they change anything in that time. That would be interesting. Yeah, because we're going to Magic Kingdom, which would be open Mm -hmm. for four days. That is opening day for Epcot and Hollywood. Hollywood as well. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Um, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous and a little anxious still. I just hope everybody follows the rules. That's just my biggest thing. Is And I hope Disney enforces the rules. I did hear um, a cast member at Disney Springs yesterday ask someone in the world of Disney Store to fix their mask. So I did hear it. The little girl tried. Wow. Bless her heart. Yeah. They were pl- <laughs> there were quite a few more that they could have targeted as well. Well, it wasn't too bad, though. It was good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We are going to be back on Wednesday to talk about Mickey's Fun Wheel in DCA from a storytelling aspect. So we have our work cut out for us. Well, I think the approach that I'm taking is more of how did they pick it? Who engineered it? You know, different things like that. Obviously, I mean, the story it's telling is that it's terrifying. (laughs) Talk about a thrill. But we'll see what more we can find from there. Hmm. I think maybe we find that they're telling a different story. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe we misconstrued it. Maybe we missed the mark. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.